a Pitlane Punters production. Supercars season is about to kick off this weekend with the Bathurst 500, so we thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring a, fa- a friend of the podcast and V8 Supercars driver, Ken Barron, V8 Supercars driver, Cameron Hill on the pod. G'day, Cameron. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Thanks for having me. Hey, mate. Thanks for coming back. Um, but I know it's quite, you're in the middle of two pretty major race weekends with the Bathurst 12-hour uh, just been gone. Um, from your perspective, not a great finish, but... Um, uh, how did the weekend as a whole go for you? It was an awesome weekend. You know, we we sort of circled it in the calendar as soon as we saw that the events were back-to-back and we thought, wow, it's it's definitely going to be uh, an asset to have raced the 12-hour of the weekend before the, the first supercar round. So it was awesome. We got there. We did heaps of quality laps. Um, you know, I really, really enjoyed my stints in the car. Uh, unfortunately, on Sunday, we... Faced some adversity with the car being in the wall, um, and then it was in the wall again because it wasn't quite right after a, a quick repair job. But um, the boys never gave up. We got back out there, and um, I don't know how, but we managed to get a, a trophy for our class. So that was really fun. Um, yeah, I, I hope to come back one day and um, you know have a real crack at that race. It's uh, it's it's awesome. I don't know if you guys are there, but it's uh, it's a good vibe. Yeah, for sure, Cam. And we'll, we'll touch on the hardships of your day later on. But just in terms of the entire day at the mountain, it had just about everything. It was rain, obviously the darkness to start the race, uh, incident and accident galore. Um, you've been to the mountain a few times. Is that the craziest day you've ever had at Mount Panorama? Um, <laughs> probably, probably feels like it. I mean, different because we were, I guess, the pressure was off a little bit for us. We weren't um, too stressed about, um, I guess, the, the race. It was more about executing and, and just maximising the seat time. But, yeah, when, when I look back at it, far out, the, the race had everything. And I'm, I'm sure it was great viewing for, for everyone at home. Like, yeah, that weather just, just turned the race on its head. Um, and, I mean, yeah, really, really impressive to see those, you know, Euro guys and obviously a couple of Aussies as well um, driving those GT cars seriously hard um, no matter what the conditions were so it's it's definitely one of um, the one of the cooler races we we have here in Australia and obviously you're running in the invitational class so not an outright car but the invitational class sort of turned into the race that no one wanted to win as soon as someone hit the lead they'd inevitably find some sort of drama and unfortunately that happened uh, to you guys as well. Yeah, it was it was quite funny. We actually, I don't know, we sort of joked before the weekend. We said, oh, the, the car that spends the least amount of time in the garage probably win win our class. And that was literally what ended up happening. Um, there was probably six or seven of us in the class. And I think we all, at some point, were either broken down or in, in the wall or, or something. So, um, yeah, quite... Um, quite uh, an interesting race from that regard not not often you're like 30 or 40 laps down and you're still on the podium so um credit to the guys that won uh they they were broken down they threw a belt at one point and were in the garage for 10 laps but seemingly after that they they looked like they had a clear clear run so um 
Yeah, we, we were having a great day. Like you said, we were three laps up. We were sort of thinking, yep, oh, smooth sailing from here. But, um, yeah, the mountain, it can all change very quickly. So, um, look, I'm really proud of the guys. They um, they never gave up. And I know I think they all they all sort of enjoyed enjoyed it. I know they're, they're sick and twisted. They, they love working on the race car when it's broken. But, um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And. It's probably been a good warm-up, not just for us drivers, but just for the whole team, you know, just get back in the swing of it after the off-season. Um, you know, they, they turned the, the car around real quick when it came back. So sometimes you're presented with those situations where there's not long between sessions and you've got to, you've got to get the car out there. And, yeah, they all did great. Yeah, and I guess you were driving a Mark car on the weekend, so you mentioned a little bit earlier it was a great weekend to be out there before the supercars, start of the supercar season uh, next week. Big V8, you know, rear-wheel drive, you know, it's it's a pretty, pretty as probably as close as a GT car as you can as you can get. Um, but there was a pretty big speed difference, I guess, between the Invitational class and the GT3 guys, and some of them weren't very nice um, to some of the Invitational cars. I guess, how did you kind of see that being on the receiving end of of it at one stage? Yeah, I think um, it's always tricky when you've it's a it's a pro am race, right? So you've got pro drivers out there who and, and these really are some of the world's best, like seriously impressive when they can roll out Friday, Friday morning, the, the track's pretty dirty and they're, they're pumping 202s within 10 or 15 minutes. Like these guys are operating at a really high level, but then, you know, the, the race is the whole reason that race can exist. in a lot of GT racing around the world is it's built on the pro-am model. And, and so it's important that, um, you know, the AMs uh, are included in, in the race and, but the speed difference is, yeah, quite large, and it's probably you know not so bad when one GT car comes up on on one either AM car or, or class car like we are. But um, they, they race so closely that after a restart, you know, there'll be ten of them nose to tail, and and that could be quite a lot for the slower car. You know, the, there's some sections on the track where you you just you can't go too wide, and um, I think the Audi driver that um, sort of ruined our day. They just need they just needed to understand that you know in the grand scheme of things the three or four seconds that it would have taken to wait, um, you know, you just sometimes have to do that. Obviously, there's crunch points in the race, and you know sometimes yeah things happen. But um, I sort of felt like that one was avoidable, and they they did get penalised for it, and it probably really derailed their day. Um, so yeah, real shame that 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 happens. But I guess it's it's part of the challenge of the race. You know, you have to. You have to be able to manage the traffic and you know and you know we we discussed it like as the slower car sometimes you're better off letting the cars go a couple corners earlier like when you're on mountain straight or something even if it costs you say one second because it'll probably cost you more than one second if they're trying to pass you across the top if they jam it up the inside at an awkward spot or or worse you know you you end up out of the race because of because of something like that so um it's definitely part of the race um the speed difference wasn't terrible for, I guess, Nick and I in, in the Invitational car. We we could sort of comfortably do sevens and eights in race pace, and that's probably only four or five seconds off the GT cars, so it's not too bad. But, yeah, you know, there was – I remember in my stint, I was passing GT guys, GTMs, you know, and that's a bit awkward, right, because, you know, that, the car might be stronger in sections, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a bit more pace on board, so – um, yeah, it's it's an interesting race and it's 
you know, not something you deal with in supercars. It's very, I guess, um, specific to, you know, GT endurance racing. And the lap traffic uh, became a massive factor throughout the day. And I think it was highlighted by that huge jump that Charles Vitz had in the WRT oh, yeah. BMW that started the race on pole. Um, you got the car back out, obviously, and uh, they put you back in the car as it was coming out of pit lane. And um, unfortunately, things didn't really get much better. It lasted all of, what, a few hundred metres? Yeah, probably. Um, that was frustrating. Uh, the boys did a you know big job to sort of repair the car, and when I drove it out of the pits, it felt fine, but um, something broke when we were, I was going up Mountain Straight, and I knew I knew it was broken. The steering went left hand down and didn't feel right, uh, so I sort of rolled out of it, broke probably 50 meters early. But you know that's a corner which you know even in the wet, the apex speed is probably you know 110 kilometers per hour, like it's a maybe a hundred in the wet even. So it's a, it's a fast corner. So even braking early and not at full speed, I didn't have enough time to, to pull the car up because yeah, it was only once I was in the braking zone that I then fully understood, Oh, I have no steering at all. Um, and so that was a shame. I was, you know, they had to pull me out and put us on the tilt tray. Um, a bit disheartening. Uh, so, but the boys, they, we got it back. We we got it back out there again, and and after that, the car the car was you know pretty good. So um, that's the cool thing, I guess, about those endurance races is, I mean, look, the one thousand is the same. You know, you, you still you know you always need the team to be on on the ball as well as the drivers. But you know, thanks to their efforts, you know, we still we still got a trophy, which is yeah. Yeah, exactly right. A huge effort from the MSR crew. How were they at the end of the 12 hours? I can imagine they would have been um, fairly well spent after a very busy day, Cam. Well, um, when I saw them, everyone was pretty pumped. The energy was pretty high. I think we were still riding the wave of you know, all the adrenaline of the day. Um, so much so that I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling real good. I'm, I'm just going to head home, home to Canberra. You know, I want to get an extra night home, but I reckon halfway through the drive, I was the, the adrenaline wore off and I was pretty tired. So I imagine, I, I think I asked the guys and I said, oh, did you guys go out? You know, and they're like, oh, we had dinner and we went to bed. So, um, but look, I think for us, it was all about, you know, getting dialed in for next week and um, the boys, I guess, are, are 100%. Um, on board with that so everyone's gone home they get a few days of rest and then we're going to turn up again uh in a couple of days um or depending on when you guys release the podcast mate we might it might be happening i don't know but um yeah we'll we'll turn up and we'll we'll give it a crack yeah we'll be releasing uh before the race this weekend so you, you nailed the time in camp <laughs> nailed it Excellent. um but obviously, that's looking back at the 12-hour. It's now time to look at the, uh, I guess, the supercar season. Um, exciting new livery on the car, new teammate. Um, a bit of a throwback, your new tyre power car, to I personally feel. Anyway, it looks, it reminds me of the Shane Van Gisbergen um, Stone Brothers racing cars back in the day. Is that what MSR were going for, you reckon? I think uh, there might have been some of those thoughts uh, going through their mind when they they were doing the designs for this car. It's... um. I think it's a good looker. Um, you know, it's awesome to have a brand such as Power on board. You know, they're a, they're a big Aussie company. So, yeah, awesome to have them on board for a couple rounds this year. Uh, but, yeah, the, the car looks great. It's really cool to be carrying number four. Uh, obviously, there's a bit of history there with Stone Brothers. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, 
I think we're looking good for, for season 24. Yeah, super exciting to for you to be run, uh, carrying the number four, such an iconic number with the Stone family. Um, were you a bit of a an Ambrose fan growing up as uh, a young budding racer, Cam? Uh, look, I think I, I always I always liked. Um, I think you know that was the era of HRT dominance, so you know it was a I guess a breath of fresh air when um, you know Stone Brothers sort of got a couple of couple of wins in there. So I, I do remember, yeah watching those races, but I was, I was a big Larry Perkins fan. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, so maybe I was disappointed that Larry wasn't winning, but. <laughs> uh, we, we all have our favorites, don't we? Um, obviously new teammate this year in Nick Perkat, you've had a weekend of sharing a car with him. How's that relationship building? Uh, yeah, it's been good. You know, he, he's uh, obviously got heaps of experience um, racing supercars and he's got the runs on the board. So, Probably coming off a couple couple of tougher years um, of of late, but yeah, at the test day he slotted in was sort of quick straight away. So I think it'll be good for for the team. You know, it's always good to have I guess an experienced teammate to sort of bounce things off. If you've got um, you know, two young guys, it can be a bit hard. You know, you're not really sure if it's you know if we're barking up the wrong tree. But you know, with Nick, he's obviously got the experience, so um, that's definitely going to help us. And, and hopefully we can have two cars up the pointy end and, and just sort of keep keep pushing Mastone Racing further up the uh, pit lane order. Yeah, well, you got new partners, new teammate, and obviously it's a new supercar season. I guess how what is the vibe around the team and and I guess uh, for yourself too for the upcoming round of Bathurst and for the season as a whole. Uh yeah, the vibe's high. You know, um, I think we all we all got a bit of a taste for it when Jack got a win last year, and you know, there's there starts to be a bit of belief that. We, we actually, you know, can can win races and, and can be on the podium. So, um, yeah, now that it's a fresh year, well, new year again, sorry, and, and, you know, the slate's clean, we definitely want to, I guess, roll out strong. And for me, it's sort of the same. I, you know, last year was a, it was sort of in the deep end a little bit, rolling into Newcastle, um, you know, not having done a, a solo 250K race. You know, that was something I had to wrap my head around, time management. Um, was something that, you know, we don't really touch on much. I think this year uh, we're in a really strong position for, um, yeah, to get to get some good results. One final question, Cam. Thanks heaps for your time so far. Um, when we get to the end of the Sunday in Adelaide and another supercar season is done, what does a pass mark look like for Cameron Hill's season in 2024? Obviously, we want to be improving all the time, you know, so... Last year, I probably stopped paying too much attention to the championship standings. We had, a, we had a few rounds, which really cost us just through things out of our control. So this year, it's about, you know, minimizing the, the bad rounds and, and maximizing the good rounds, you know. Of course, the goal will be let's get in the top 10 as much as we can. So that would be, you know, A plus for us. Um, but as long as we're as long as we're moving forward and getting more opportunities to be at the front um you know that's that's sort of the goal for the 24. for sure and i guess uh outside of supercars world um the canberra festival of speed mate you're going to be there it's going to be really exciting a brand new sort of i guess motoring festival in canberra uh what does it mean to you to have it in canberra and, and are you looking forward to it yeah it's really exciting um it's it's really cool to see so much buzz uh, about this event uh, especially as we're getting really close to it now um, you know, I, I know Martin, one of the guys who's, who's 
been putting it together and um, he was hassling me all last year about it. But <laughs> I always thought, no, I, I do want to try make this happen. I just need to wait for the right time to to tell the team. And obviously when you're in the middle of an enduro season, it's probably the last thing on their mind is, okay, well, we need to have a truck go to Canberra, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I sort of waited and, and I, I found a great time to sort of, um, you know, hey, you know, guys, what do you think about getting the supercar to Canberra and doing some demo runs and everything? And Matt, Matt's pretty easy going. And I, I think, you know, we got him at a good time. And he's like, yeah, cool, let's do it. And um, so, yeah, it'll be really cool to obviously have the Gen 3 car um, do some demonstrations and, um, you know, just for some people who might not always have the opportunity to go to um, race events, uh, see one of these cars up close and, and, and watch it watch it drive. So, yeah, I'm really keen to get there. Obviously, there's going to be heaps of like-minded, you know, car enthusiasts and there's going to be some really cool cars, you know, not just um, race cars, but also some pretty nice road cars from what I can see. So, I think there'll be something for everyone and hopefully um, it's a good vibe. 100% for sure. Well, we'll see you there, Cam. We're, we're going to be doing some of the commentary there, so we're looking forward Beautiful. to that as well. So uh, we'll come harass you and ask you some questions too there as well, mate. <laughs> nah, too easy. No, thanks, guys. Yeah, make sure you do come down. Um, yeah, I think it'll be yeah, it'll be great to engage with, um, I guess, yeah, the Canberra fan base. It'll be really cool to see who we can get there and, um, yeah, have a look at the cars. Fantastic, 100%. Well, thank you so much for your time, Cam. Good luck for this weekend. Safe travels back to Bathurst and uh, good luck for the, the season opening and the season as a whole. And uh, we'll chat to, you, chat to you next time, mate. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll catch you soon. You've been listening to the Pit Lane Punters podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, and ring the notification bell wherever you get your podcast. If you get a spare chance, leave us a five-star review. It really helps us in the algorithm. And now, exclusive to Spotify listeners, we've unlocked the Q&A function. So if you have a question about the podcast, how we make it, or just have any motorsport questions in general, we'd love to hear from you, we'd love to answer them, and we'd love to engage with you. That's it from us. See you next time on the Pit Lane Punters podcast.